Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Hey, DJ. What's up? How are you? Not shabby. Not not, not, not too, too shabby. shabby. Why did, that know. did sound different. I, not too shabby. I wouldn't say I'm shabby at all. What does shabby mean? I don't know. I don't either. Not, but if someone says, "How are you doing?" and you say, "Not too shabby," then that must mean that it's not too bad, yeah, right? Yeah. Not so too, shabby must not be good. But not too good. That's a good question. We're not talking about that today, though. We've got something else that we're talking about on this episode of All You Need to Know. How about that? Hey, we're back. Man, the scheduling conflicts uh, alongside the the ensuing feud with Curtis have right. made things difficult for you to get into the studio. But from what we understand, you're here today, and you'll uh, also be, I guess not necessarily here, because you and I are recording an event, uh, which right. we'll tell the audience about. Maybe at the end of today's episode or oh, just at some fun. point, but it's it's going to be a blast. It's, yes. Uh, make sure to tune into that. It's it's really got. Of course, we're coming into March, right? And yeah, this this next episode, which today's episode is good too. Not saying that this episode that we're doing right now isn't any good, because that's not true. Right. We don't actually know yet, but we've never really put out a bad episode, wouldn't you say? I wouldn't think so. Yeah. So. This episode is going to be good, but the next episode that's coming out, I'll go ahead and just give you a hint as to what it's going to be about. DJ and I are getting to call a Royal Rumble type event, uh, and and that's all I'll give you. Um, and so it's going to be similar to whenever we sat down and called the baseball game uh, way back in the day, is the Chesterfield Chesters and the Mount Prospect Prospects. Yes, uh, that was a that was a fun time, and we're still trying to get back. Uh, you know, to that to that ballpark and, and call yeah. another game or a full game. Um, we're in we're in actually uh, contract negotiations with them as we speak. But today we've got just a regular old classic style. All you need to know episode. We're we're battling with a topic. You and I are are diving into the metaphorical ocean that is this topic, and we're and we're just fighting to keep our heads above water, right? Yeah. But it's not necessarily. A fight, as it is more of a discussion. Right. I don't want. I don't want to make the audience think that you and I are going to be bickering back and forth, because that's not what we do. Mm -mm. At least while we're recording, we right. do. We do bicker and fight while we're not recording the podcast, of course. Yes. Because we don't like each other. Right. I hate you. Yeah, I don't like you either. But this is where we kind of put our differences aside and we talk about the big ticket items and how big of a ticket of an item do you think today's topic is? I would say, on a size scale, one to ten. Ticket, big of a ticket. ticket. Big of a ticket. How I, big of a ticket of an item? I'm gonna have to say about a seven point eight 7 .8 to eight point two. Okay, so that's if you're talking magnitude in an earthquake, that's that's destructive. So yes. Kind of relaying that back to. I'm gonna be a little rattled. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we've got a really good topic, and people are seeing this episode. Hopefully, they clicked on it, mm -hmm. right? Because this one's kind of broad. And it might not bring people in, like the episodes that we've done in the past, where we let's say we talked about you know the TV show Friends, right? Mm -hmm. Which I don't think we've done yet. No. But if someone saw that, they'd be like, oh, they're going to talk about Friends. Uh, I got to click on that. Uh, it's not like that because this is very very broad. Anything and everything could could play into today's topic, which is why it's so exciting and why I'm looking forward to diving into it with you. And and we haven't really 
talked about diving into the topic. We haven't done a, a metaphor in a long time. Do you think that you could give oh, the audience geez. a metaphor that's a, for that's how this a, podcast works? That's a muscle that hasn't been worked in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Not to put you on the spot, but usually you just snap of the fingers to come up with one, so I thought I might as well ask. I tell you what, I'll have one for, well, maybe not next week because we got that Royal Rumble thing. Yeah, so you're going to take a couple of weeks to think but about yeah, it, and let then me, you'll get back to it. Let me get it. back to you okay. on that. And so instead of the metaphor for how the podcast works, we're just going to dive into today's very scrumptious topic. This is mm. episode 208, today's topic, Cultural Phenomenons. All right, DJ. So a cultural phenomenon, we should probably go ahead and define that for the audience. Mm-hmm. Latin root? What's that? Latin root? We can do the Latin route, or Latin root, excuse me, uh, which the Latin route would also be the Latin root because you're you're letting people know what this means in the Latin language. The Latin root route. Yeah, the Latin root We're, we're going to take the Latin root the, route. Yeah, the root, root route, or route root. Depending on how you say it, I guess you could say Latin root root. Mm-hmm. That's true. So because you brought it up, I'll go ahead and let you talk about the Latin root of cultural phenomenons because I think that you, of course, we both are very knowledgeable on the Latin language, but you definitely are a little bit more of an expert on that subject. Well, obviously, you've got the Latin breakdown of uh, cultural, mm-hmm. which is, uh, or just culture, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, is split into cult and then er. Um, and the ul. Right. Mm-hmm. Cult or all. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously you're playing with the word cult there, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of this is, uh, or in what it Latin, turns out to be. And the Latin root, why do I keep saying route? I, I, the I Latin root of cult is. The Latin root of cult? Mm-hmm. I think it's good to, to kind so of So you would go that. all the way into it. Yes, 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 yes. Just for the audience's sake. Um, Is the, well, I, I really just know the syllable breakdown. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, uh, I don't I want to go to too to deep into it. Uh, Probably but, go over the audience's head anyways if we did. But, and then the, obviously, phenomenon mm-hmm. is, well, I don't know what the Latin breakdown of that is. But did what we've got the, here. Did you do the er all too? Or did you just say the cult? The er all is two suffixes back to back. Okay. Actually, I, I don't know. And if so er, er would mean like, like your, like it's yeah. possessive. And all would mean all yeah. encompassing. Yeah, your cult. With all of these people. Right. So cultural. Yeah. Right. That's what they meant. Okay. Back and in then Latin America. Phenomenon, you don't know the No. No, that word's jam packed. Um Yeah. I, which agree. I I think probably phenom is probably in there somewhere. Which, which would be like an expert or someone that's very good at something. Right. Or it brings a lot of attention. Right. So and, and it's not always uh, a phenom is not always a person. Um, sometimes it is a thing, which, mm. which is more of what we'll be talking about today, is and the then, things that create the cults of our society. And Manon is sort yes. of like it it spreads, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So oftentimes whenever I would get sick as a kid, the doctor would say, be careful, cover your mouth whenever you cough so you don't Manon around you know, right. the students in the, in the school. Mm-hmm. So that, it all makes sense. It really does. Whenever you look at the at, at a word, there's always a Latin root. Not to be confused with mignon, right? From filet mignon. Yes, which is there's a there's a slight spelling difference. Right. So thanks for pointing that out. But okay, we we broke it down in the Latin sense. 
which uh, killed a couple of minutes. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Now let's just kind of talk about what a cultural phenomenon is, which is a mouthful to say both of those words back to back. Yes. So uh, I've already messed up a couple of times with root and route. So I will most definitely mess up with cultural phenomenon at some point during this recording. A lot of R's and M's. Mm -hmm. A lot, and they don't seem to go together, but it it is kind of, it makes you feel sophisticated when you say it. Absolutely. Cultural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Have you said said it yet? Cultural phenomenon. Yes. So what a cultural phenomenon is, and the audience, we have a really smart audience that listens to our show. So based on the Latin uh, breakdown that we just gave, I'm sure that they kind of already understand what we're talking about. It's really just something that happens in life or somewhere around the world, and it catches on. Um, A a similar way to think about it is is it goes viral. And I was talking about spreading an illness, Mm -hmm. and the doctor said Manon. uh, Viral spreads quickly. Right. But in the sense that we're talking about, it's not a sickness that's spreading. That could be argued. Well, I guess. That's true. Uh, But it's not necessarily an illness that spreads. It's more of an idea or... Uh, a product or, or something mm-hmm. that is spreading. So let's give the people that are listening some examples mm-hmm. of cultural phenomenons that have happened in recent history. Mm-hmm. One that I think everyone would be familiar with is Pokemon Go. So you remember Pokemon Go. I did. Craze. I didn't get super into Pokemon Go, but I did have it and knew what was going on with it at times. And so what about Pokemon Go made it a cultural phenomenon? Uh, I think the fact that they pulled people in who were not actually super interested in Pokemon. It mm. was more of just the name of the game of going and finding uh, Pokemon in different places. Just the fact that you could drive around and they could put them anywhere. You could, yeah. you, uh, it was, in our area, caused many accidents. It did. It did. Vehicular it, it, accidents. It, it was interesting, though, because like you said... Um, it was a virtual reality experience with right. Pokemon Go, and I, I believe the Pokemon Go app is still available. You can download it. It's just is not it? as yes, it's just not as popular as uh. it was whenever it first came out. Because I'm telling you, there were areas, uh, specifically cities around where DJ and I live, that no one ever wasted time to go to before. until. But then once they yeah. knew that a virtual Pokemon was there that they could capture, I mean, there were people all over the place. I remember walking down on the riverfront, downtown Paducah. Yep. And you could usually go on a Wednesday, Wednesday evening, and you wouldn't see anybody except for like a homeless guy and his dog. Mm-hmm. And I went that Wednesday night. It's a school night. You know, remember right. that. And there are just people flooded in this area. Yeah. And everyone is on their phone trying to catch Pokemon. Yep. And, of course, you got to try to catch them all. Right. But it's not possible to do that. But it was something about that app that just for a little bit, it seemed like it brought everybody together. Just yeah. for a little bit. One common goal. And that, I think, is something that's special about cultural phenomenons. Mm-hmm. Because, we and we mentioned it in the root of the word cultural, it brought people, a group of people together. Mm-hmm. So I remember I could walk up to a random person and we had Pokemon Go in common. Because we both looked like dumbasses swiping on our phone, you know, facing a wall. To yeah. some, to some outsider, it might say that person has a, some sort of mental disability. But yes. In in reality, I was trying to catch a Snorlax that was close to this wall. So, it, it's also kind of a don't judge a book by its cover kind of thing whenever it comes to these cultural phenomenons, specifically also with Pokemon Go. Yeah. Um, but another thing that's happening right now. So that's all you need to know 
and the research team that we have is is so good because they pull together things like Pokemon Go, which happened, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago. Now, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but I feel like it was probably further away than it was, you know, closer. Now there's something called Wordle. Do you know what Wordle is? I've heard of it. I've never played. I haven't either. I've never downloaded it. Uh, I mean, basically, isn't it like Words with Friends? I don't think so. I believe no? it's a word guessing game, uh, and they, they give you five attempts to guess the word each day. So it's one of those things that brings you back each day, and if you get it in less than five guesses, or I guess the the less amount of guesses it takes you to get the word, the more smart you are presumed to be. So people are sharing how many tries it got the, it took them to win uh, the word of the day or guess the word of the day correctly. And so that is another cultural phenomenon that's going on right now. That's an example of another game that people are playing. And so someone that lives in New York City is having something in common with someone that lives in San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. Something that, you know, otherwise they might not have anything to talk about. But then if they both saw, oh, uh, you posted your Wordle score on social media, so did I. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they're connected. So I think that that's going to be the underlying theme of cultural phenomenons as we talk about them is the connections that they create. And I just mentioned social media. That's an important aspect of this whole cultural phenomenon because it does seem like it has allowed for more cultural phenomenons to exist. Right. Yeah. And, I think uh, you're the ones who have really, really changed how things, because obviously yeah, Twitter, Facebook both came along late 2000s, 2008, 2010. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so that kind of changed. That was like your social media. You're getting information. Now it's moved into like your TikTok. Uh, TikTok is, it's all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Not in a good way. No, either. not in a good way. In a bad way. You Probably could even say. in a, yeah, I would say more bad than good. There is some good. Social media just, I think, has expedited the whole cultural phenomenon process. Because, it, yeah. because like I mentioned earlier, going viral can kind of be associated with a cultural phenomenon. And you were talking about Snapchat earlier. Yes. Uh, before we started recording. Yeah. And you believe that that is an example of a cultural phenomenon. How so? I absolutely. Well, in teaching and being in the schools. And this is something that, for me, it sucks because... I think that this particular cultural phenomenon with the social media, in in particular Snapchat, with the way that people communicate, uh, I've always been a text or a phone call kind right. of guy. These kids... You've oftentimes called me in situations where you could have texted me or, right. or possibly emailed me. Yeah, Instead, and, it was a drawn-out conversation over the phone. And people have uh, politely told me that I'm an old soul mm-hmm. at times. Um, I don't, I guess, but... Politely, is that sarcastic? Have people actually said, like, DJ, stop calling me? No, or... well, I have gotten a few of those comments, but yeah. uh, maybe that's their way of telling me, like, hey, you're acting like an old man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I'm starting to feel more and more like an old man because it's not just kids anymore that only communicate through Snapchat or they don't call each other, they FaceTime. Hmm. It's one of my, I don't know why, but it's a pet peeve of mine, the fact that kids or anybody communicates solely through Snapchat or when they're calling somebody, they just FaceTime and then they got the speaker out loud like walking through the grocery store or yes. something. Uh, Ugh, so those people. Those, that's where there we're talking be, about. 
they should be full of shame, those people. Instead, they're full of confidence as they right. walk around and we get to hear about all the ailments that they have. Right. You know, as the as their husband or wife walks through the ointment section of the CVS. That's right. Just put your phone up to your ear. Yeah. You're talking to them. I'm not. That's right. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that conversation. How do you feel about the, I guess another cultural phenomenon would be the AirPod phenomenon, right? So yeah. I'm guilty of this. Sometimes I walk around with an AirPod in my ear and... Sometimes it might just be for the clout, right? I'm not even listening to anything. Yeah. I've just got the AirPods. I just in. want people to see you with an it. One time I found one in a puddle. It doesn't work, but I, could, I just put it in my ear so yeah. people think that I'm listening to something. I got you. Maybe you How can... do you feel about that? Because uh... one thing that I don't like doing is walking around, and this is, I, I hate to, this is like a first world problem. I don't want to sound like I'm arrogant or yeah. anything like that, but... One of, one of the things that I don't really like doing is having an AirPod in and then talking to someone on the phone through the AirPod. So it just looks like I'm just talking to myself as I walk yeah. outside in the park yeah. through the grocery store. Is it really that much more convenient than just calling them and having the phone? It is hands-free. So that is nice. I found myself in the grocery. Actually, was just talking to my father as I grocery shopped. Scooter. I was talking Scooter. to him. Scooter. Uh, as I grocery shopped because... He had a salmon recipe that I was trying to kind of get everything together for. So I did have the AirPod in. My hands were free. So one hand I was holding kosher salt, mm -hmm. and then I picked up something else with my other hand, and I was still talking to my dad. It would have been a little bit more complicated if I had my phone up to my ear. I guess that makes sense. And there are times where it would definitely be handy or not handy, I guess less handy to have that, depending on how you look at it. Mm. Physically less handy. Uh, conveniently Yes, handy. and I mean we're we're pro handy at at all you need to know. So right, we, we'll just go ahead and put that out there. So uh, things ease ease of access in in the terms of handy. Right, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. But you've got uh, with the with the AirPods, I don't know. And just like I said, I don't feel like it's that much more convenient. Plus, even if I am hands free, if I'm trying to do something and talk to somebody on the phone at the same time and me talking to them is not related to what I'm doing mm. with my hands-free environment, I'm totally distracted. Right. Like I, I'm either not listening to a word you're saying or I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing. Neither one is a good scenario. I think I think the technology aspect in in itself is a cultural phenomenon. Just the, yeah. the access to technology, having a, a phone, having Google at your fingertips. Mm -hmm. I, I say this all the time. I can't imagine living in a world where I'm watching a movie and of course I'm gonna have to use a modern reference for this but I could just be like man you know I wonder how tall and uh, how old Ryan Reynolds is mm -hmm. and I can just look it up back in the 1800s 1900s which of course Ryan Reynolds isn't, right. isn't alive then yeah. if I had that question I just he had, I had to go to the library to find out like the mm -hmm. next day I had to meet someone that knew mm -hmm. or I had to meet Ryan Reynolds I think he's approximately six foot 184 pounds Wow I didn't fact ask, check me on that I didn't ask for weight to. did I how much I asked you, how old. Oh, oh, oh. But it's good to know that he's 184. I think, I want to, oh, how old is Ryan Riddles? I want to say 36, 38, mm. somewhere in there. Well, I, I know that. I'm a big Reynolds of, fan. Of course, he, he, I believe that he's 184 pounds. I mean, he look, but it's like a, it's a built it's a 184. Fit. Yeah. 184 uh, pounds. And then he can't, I mean, if he is 6'1", then uh, he's 6'1", soaking wet, if you know what I mean. So, I don't, I don't necessarily know about that. But that's, that's just what I've always told people is uh, just how awesome it is to have all this information at our fingertips and that in itself is a cultural phenomenon because like we were talking about earlier with social media you can share opinions even though you probably shouldn't you can look up facts and statistics hopefully they're true 
Um, and whenever you're looking at those facts and statistics, people oftentimes go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, I guess, and they believe everything that they see. Ooh, he's a bit bigger than I thought he was. Okay, That's in, what the, she said. in the sense of uh, height or weight? Both. Oh, okay. Six foot two, so okay. I was an inch off, approximately 193 pounds. Wow. Man, what a fit That's fella. That's lean, too. Yeah, it's, it's it is. It's all lean muscle. Well, you have to be to play Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Great actor. I love Ryan Reynolds. Or or the uh, Green Lantern. Yes, which I thought was a decent movie, but I do too. He's always gotten crap. For I don't movie. hate that movie. That in itself could be a cultural phenomenon, almost a meme, right? Right. And, and memes are cultural phenomenons. We'll go ahead and talk about this. We don't like to talk about conflict or politics or anything like that. And I guess that that's like a, you know, every podcast says that. All right. But I feel like ours is safe. different. Ours is different. We don't talk about politics because. We're not here to talk about it, that's, right? Yeah. That's why we're the 499th ranked uh, podcast in, in India. Yeah. In India. So let's talk about memes. And I and I brought up all of that to say right now there are escalating tensions and conflict mm-hmm. uh, in the Eastern Hemisphere, right? So you've got Russia yes. and Ukraine and of course, NATO is thinking about getting involved. All this stuff. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and talk about it like I know everything and, and I tell people I know what very to think little. and what to do. Right. You know, I, I hear a lot of false information here and there. Yeah. You just have to filter it out. Right. That's right. If your best friend comes up to you and tells you something, don't believe him. Yeah. Just look it up. Well, that's not on Facebook. It, and and that's the, another thing is uh, with everything with the social media age and the way that people are attracted to. Uh, certain information I think Denzel Washington was the one that said is it better to be uninformed or misinformed because those are really the only options we have now like unless you're in the room and you're a part of what's going on I don't know that we ever really get the whole story Denzel Washington Washington says all kinds of great stuff was that in a movie or just his personal opinion quote I think it was in a speech wow good for him or maybe an interview that's a good question though um that is a really good question. And I brought up the whole memes and, you know, all this because there are those World War Three right. memes. Yeah, there's um, a lot of, and that's the thing, depending on what your sense of humor is, obviously, maybe some of the... I'm sure that sounds coming through. It's right. like a fire truck is close to the studio. We'll just like, keep there's rolling. There's not a train around here, is there? No, that was a fire truck, I think. Okay. Hopefully everything's okay. Well, Studio's yeah. fine as far as I know. I can, I'm looking around, it looks good. But... This smell of... I don't smell any smoke. No, okay. no, no. No, no smoke. Right. Don't worry about it. But mm-hmm. I think that you're on the right track. It depends on your sense of humor, but it's just crazy to think that there are escalating tensions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's serious stuff. People mm-hmm. are losing their lives, and it's it's on the brink of war. Right. And the Internet is just making jokes and memes about it. Right. Which is just something else. But it's not that, a good thing, and I we shouldn't be like that, but... I think I think it's just a way that society is kind of projecting their uh, fears and insecurities by just making jokes about all the serious stuff that's happening. And I think that within itself could be an example of a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you don't get. Uh, I I doubt that at any point uh, before World War One or World War Two mm-hmm. or. Uh, the Korean War, Vietnam War. Vietnam, I, I, yeah. I doubt that there was like newspapers putting out jokes no. about everything that was going on. Probably not. And now it's, I don't know, it's 
I know some people are probably a little more offended by it and bothered by it, but for the most part, I think it's far more accepted now than it ever would have been. Oh, for sure. Before now. I mean, like you said, really the only form of communication, open communication to the public during those times would be a newspaper. Right. So if someone were to make a joke about, you know, an, an ongoing war or a mm-hmm. possible war that's, that's coming, people would be like, oh my gosh, this guy needs to be put in prison. Right. But now, whenever you see a video of Joe Biden stepping mm-hmm. up to a podium and the NBA draft music plays right. to make a joke about how They're Joe drafting. Biden could be drafting people yeah. into the war. Yeah. It's, it, you know, I'm like, man, that's tough. We probably shouldn't be joking about that. But at the same time, it it's, is kind of funny. funny. It is, it it is, is funny. funny. Yeah. And, and I, like I said, maybe, maybe that's not your sense of humor, but uh, I, I do think it's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I do. And, and I don't know. And to kind of change topics here, because I, I feel like we talked enough about the whole memes going viral and, and them within within the jokes and things like that being cultural phenomenons throughout social media. Mm-hmm. Another way that cultural phenomenons are existing through social media are by groups of people watching the same show at the same time. So, yes. of course, this has happened for a long time, mm-hmm. right? TV shows come out on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like a ton of people were talking about the Seinfeld season finale, except it was at the water cooler. It wasn't on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. So now that we're in the modern age and there is an outlet where people can just put their thoughts out there right. for everyone to see and then connect with people that are doing the exact same thing, now you're seeing shows uh, like you could even go back probably to The Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, those types of shows where people were having conversations about it online right. as it was happening. Um, and back then, of course, TV was the only form of media that was putting out most of these shows. Right. Didn't so, have the streaming services. Right. So you had to tune in at 8, eight o'clock or, or 7 o'clock to mm-hmm. watch a, a, a episode of a TV show. And there would be like a live tweet or something to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And then streaming came along. And you see all these shows being put out on these streaming services. And there for a little bit, it seemed like every streaming platform was just putting them all out there at the same time, right? And everybody was like, this is so great. I can just binge through an entire season. You know, someone someone worked on this show for three years, and I get to watch it all in six hours, right? Right. And now I think we're seeing kind of a, a revert back to the original way that TV was released once a week. Yeah. Because what I have kind of tiptoed around all of this to say is another cultural phenomenon, which I actually read that it was the most talked about TV show of all time on social media. So I guess they track hashtags and uh, keywords, but a show on HBO, which has been controversial for reasons that we could probably get into think euphoria is a cultural phenomenon because so many people are watching it consuming it at the same time and then talking about it yeah and because of that revert back to the traditional once a week uh release you're seeing an extended cultural phenomenon right right it's going over a period of eight weeks versus uh netflix just released the the first part of the final season of Ozark. Uh, right? I just started watching it too. I'm like two, two or three episodes in. And so I haven't started watching it. Really? And I know that Netflix is trying to do the thing where you release the first part of the season, 
and then the next part of the season separately. So they, they kind of split it up. Mm-hmm. So that that you know release, that conversation is kind of extended over a certain period. But whenever you just look at how Euphoria has kind of tracked over the last eight weeks versus how much attention and conversation was based around that first half of the season of Ozark being released, Ozark was, was there for it seemed like a cup of coffee Euphoria has had an extended conversation right. over the last couple of months. Yeah, the so fans are waiting on it. It's really interesting to see that. It seems like the whole idea, and we've talked about streaming services before, was to get away from the traditional route of television mm-hmm. where you don't have to pay for all these different channels and then you don't have to watch commercials and you get to watch everything at once. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like we're slowly paying for more streaming services and then the streaming services are starting to mimic the old ways of television for some reason. Right. Yeah. There is a guy that has a, a another podcast that I listen to. And, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You shouldn't be listening to any other podcast except for this one. I've talked to you about that. Don't listen to any other podcast except for this I'm one. I'm not having an affair. I'm not doing another podcast, Quinn. I know, but you, sh- you should not be listening to any other podcast besides all you need to know. All right. Well, I heard a guy say. Okay. That's fine. I heard a guy say that... He thinks, and everybody looks at him like he's crazy when he says it, apparently, but he thinks that social media will be on the out Mm. before he said he thought that at the beginning and then had a realization at one point that he felt like he was very, very wrong about the whole thing because it all exploded with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And then he has an idea that at some point a younger generation is going to look at it and think it's not the cool thing or it's going to be the annoying thing that their parents are okay. posting stuff and always posting pictures and things on Facebook and that it's going to go away. Now, the thing is... I could see that. I could see that too. But I don't think that it means that we're going to revert back to a time where there was not social media. I think this, it'll be replaced by something right, newer agree. and fresher. Now, what that is, I don't Who know. Knows? Who but knows? It is cool, like... Of course, I hate to admit, and uh, I'm, it's not shameful. It's a little shameful, actually. I watched Euphoria. Did so you? I, I'm sitting there, you know, waiting for each episode to release. I'm not watching it as soon as it comes out. It's just like, oh, the, the episode's out. I'll watch it. Yeah. And the conversation that ensues from those episodes being released, and you see almost the entire timeline on Twitter and Facebook, everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm. I think that that aspect, not even just solely based on the euphoria thing but even like i said going back to other tv shows Mm -hmm. just giving a a place uh where people can talk about something together and it's with someone that you've never met before but your common ground is this tv show yeah it's it's funny to see all those connections it's funny to see all the jokes uh, because oftentimes what you're thinking uh someone else might post on social media yeah and then you're like oh okay that's funny because we were thinking the same thing so you're in it for the conversation not so much the content the content is interesting and it's controversial for multiple reasons a lot of a lot of drug use um a lot of sexual assault well i wouldn't well i would not say that but there is say it either there are a lot of sexual themes right so that's where of course you have to, you should be at a certain maturity level to watch it. You probably shouldn't watch it at all. Right. I mean, like I said, a little shameful. But I'm worried that kids too young to watch it are somehow watching it because of of, of the, the fact act, that it's a cultural phenomenon. It's it's accessible. That's 
that's the biggest thing. And I know, I mean, we try to keep it fairly light. Mm-hmm. But as a young adult who is around the younger generation a lot, I'm around 13, 14-year-old kids a lot. As a teacher. As a teacher, as an educator, and as a coach. Sure. Yes. Thank you for the clarification. Uh, there, I think the biggest issue moving forward is going to be that I think we're going to see the repercussions uh, probably sooner rather than later, and maybe we already are, of 13 and 14 year old kids having access to information they probably that they have. shouldn't have for they don't until they're 16 to 18 at least, because right. now. These kids have this information, but they're not mature enough to kind of cope with it and really understand what it means and if it's good, why it's good, or if it's bad, why it's bad. Like, they're not mature enough to understand that yet. And that's the biggest problem because you've got kids who, uh, without TikTok, they'd probably still be playing with action figures, but instead they're talking about, like, sexual scenes and making inappropriate noises and Hmm. talking about these different themes that... And it's... Like, if you don't know about that stuff, now you're not the cool kid. You're not running with the crowd. And so now it's it all blends in together. Like, there's no there's no block on TikTok. Right. It doesn't seem. And that's where most Snapchat of the information... Snapchat the same way. I yeah. Mean, there there like are the, those things that are included in Snapchat where yes. even myself, as a 23-year-old man, yeah. has been like, wow. I can't believe that that's on there. there. Yeah. This just, somebody, somebody could just click on it, and somebody doesn't need to see that. Some we're hiding less things. There, there's less. There's fewer things that are being viewed as indecent now. So, and without that, they're just putting it all out there for anybody to see. Would this movement of, uh, I guess, the rush to to mature, mm-hmm. which, of course, I say that, but because they're being exposed. Younger generations are being exposed to these things. Doesn't mean they're becoming more mature. It probably even means the opposite. Right, because they don't know how to handle that information. Would that be a cultural phenomenon? I think so. I think it's the, the whole technology thing downfall of the cultural phenomenon. Mm. Obviously, there are good things that come out of all of this stuff too. Right, uh, we've we've hit I mean, on I think the good and the bad. Everybody is topics. able to say. I mean. I mean, you get the people who maybe are making inappropriate memes in a humorous manner about stuff like the conflicts that are going on with Russia and Ukraine and whatnot right now. But uh, at but the then, same time, maybe those media. kind of those are people who probably would not even know about anything that's going on at all if mm-hmm. not for those social media outlets. And then also, social media is the deliverer of news that is really good, and, and like you're, you're seeing. A story about a Ukrainian troop that brought in a puppy, right? Right. And like that, the, uh, the like military some... homecomings. Mm-hmm. I'm here for. I'll watch them time and time again, and I'll cry every time. So that's good stuff. Yes, with cultural phenomenons, there are good examples and bad examples. Right. And I guess in an ideal world, you would be able to draw the line in certain places. And yeah. that's the question that you have to ask: is where do you draw the line? And the simple answer is you draw it somewhere. That's right. right. We don't know exactly where. Right now, there is no line. But there is no line. It feels like there's no line a lot of times. So, a pretty serious episode of All You Need to Know that we just yeah. just had, which we we never go into an episode saying, okay, this one's going to be serious, three, two, one, go. Yeah. We don't ever go into an episode saying, 
All right, let's be pretty lighthearted and joke around and make fart noises. Three, right. two, one, go. Oftentimes, it seems like it's the latter rather than the former, but at the same time, it just happens. Sometimes, yeah, it's all authentic, baby. So if you like a serious conversation, then you'll like this episode, which yeah. I guess if you don't like it, then you turned it off 20 minutes ago. But if you're looking for a lighthearted, silly juxtaposition, tune in next week as we, DJ and myself, right. break down a Royal Rumble of sorts, which if no one's familiar with a Royal Rumble, look it up, but we'll go ahead and say it's where 30 different fighters mm -hmm. fight all at once yep. in a winner-takes-all, last-man-standing competition. Free-for-all. Of course, it's happened in the WWE, and you have one competitor, starts with one person, mm -hmm. every minute another competitor comes in. Mm -hmm. And it is just chaos, because there could be... 15 people in the ring at once. So DJ and I are announcing a Royal Rumble taking place and consisting of food mascots. There will be 30 different food mascots in a Royal Rumble type event that we will be announcing mm -hmm. and covering in next week's episode. So if you thought that this one wasn't funny enough, just hold out until next week because we've got something really good cooking up Food, food mascots, Very nice. right? Very Cooking nice. out for you next week. But DJ, thanks for taking some time to stop by the studio. I know mm. you're very busy. Of course, you're still the co-host. So As we all are. Yeah, definitely, definitely very busy. But good episode, DJ. A little bit more serious, but that was fine, like, yeah. we, like we mentioned. Um, but like I said, looking forward to next week's episode. I think it's going to be really good. Mm -hmm. The audience is really going to enjoy it. My name is Quinn Eaton. I am DJ P. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at allyouneed2no00 at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.